Hi, everyone. You're listening to Blunt Talk with Gabriel Zamora. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. How are you, everyone? Welcome back, everyone. Okay. Hi, everyone. I'm Gabriel Zamora. Thank you so much for listening to Blunt Talk. How are you, everyone? It is a new episode of Blunt Talk. And I'm here to just hang out with you, girl. Like, we're just here to hang out, basically, right? So hi everyone, how are you everyone? Let's start off how we usually start off. We go onto podcasts on iTunes and we go to Blunt Talk and we go to, oh, they switched the layout. Oh, there we go, to the very bottom. And we go to the reviews. Okay, we are still at a 4.9, fucking bitches. What about fuck rated at four stars is a fucking bitch. Um, we're at a 4.9, but we are at 300 ratings, period, you guys. Okay, we have Makeup Alley. Makeup Alley said, here for the cheese man. I love Gabriel's voice. It's so comfortable. I feel like it's a friend that I've known forever talking to me. Not gonna lie. Sometimes I talk back to him like he can hear me. LOL. I love this energy. Keep it coming. You... So many of y'all tell me that y'all actually, like, talk back to me. Like, bitch, why are you talking back? (laughs) I love that you guys talk back because that's basically what I wanted to be. I wanted to be, like, a conversation. Like, I do want to create, like, one podcast. I think my next episode is going to be with somebody. Um, like maybe like an interview. I still haven't kind of, like, indecisive. It's between two people first. Um... But yeah, I think the next episode is going to be an interview. But I do want to create an episode where it's like live and we have like conversations. Like, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? I'm still kind of deciding if I want that to be on the YouTube. Like, because it wouldn't be like it would be a live, but I don't know if it would be like on Instagram live or on YouTube live. I really haven't liking YouTube live. Not going to lie. So one or the other. But I think that would be really fun just so we could have like a. We can have conversations and during the during the recording, and I think that could be really fun. But it wouldn't be posted, so there would be no spoilers. It would be like, if you make it to the live, then you're part of the conversation. If you're not, then you'll just hear the conversation, right? Um, we have from Rocio Moran, five-star bitch, make a decision and follow through. Love this podcast. I always look forward to your uploads, Gabriel. Thank you so much, Rocio Moran. You know what? Let's read another one. We have J G E I Gay Gay Six Nine Six Eight. Amazing, awesome podcast, and I love how she keeps burping. It's like ASMR. More burps, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I laughed way too loud in y'all's ear. <laughs> Bitch, sometimes I be burping too much, and I don't want to cut them off. Like I'm like, oh, I gotta remember like each burp. Like okay. So whenever I, I think I've told you guys this, whenever I like record, I always want to say film, um, but whenever I record podcast, I have my like spreadsheet and I have like, an like it it has like my talking points. Like it basically has my intro. I can kind of like talk you through. I don't think I've ever explained my spreadsheet to y'all, but I have, I think I've told y'all that I have one. So basically my spreadsheet is a reiteration of my regular like 
spreadsheet that I do for YouTube videos. So it has the intro section where I check the mic and I, I write what it is. And it has a space for two if I ever have like guests. Um, I like to have my mic at around seven and my headphones at seven. On my computer, um, I don't keep it at a certain place. I just keep like going a little bit closer if I want you to hear. Like I want it to hear. I want it to sound like I'm like right in your ear. Hi, everyone. <laughs> um, then it has headphones, what time I started. And then it says, hi, everyone. I'm Gabriel Zamora, and thank you so much for listening. Um, it has a little section for, think the iTunes reviews, previously on, what we will be talking about. Then there's an outro section. There's a podcast performance where I like to just keep, like, analytics as to, like, um, all-time downloads, the previous seven-day downloads, as well as, like, reviews. And then I have, like, a little editor section. I still don't have an editor because it's really not that hard. It's just me and it's just audio. I think once I have, like, video incorporated into it, then I'll have, like, an editor situation. And then on the side, I have body where I have, like, the things that I'm going to be talking about. Um, So in this part of the intro, I would say, like, oh, what will we be talking about? So for today's podcast, I will be talking about, I can kind of, like, go through the ones, um, the moving stuff, my moving update a little bit of dating update. Um, basically, I'm still fucking single. <laughs> update, I'm still single. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about Drag Race, about the Olympics, something I did really cool on Facebook. Um, and then also, I last night, I went to Mac Daddy's party, so that'll be towards the end. And then I have a little area for notes. Um, and then I have edit timestamps, and that's where I usually write how like when i need to like cut something out basically i'm so annoying from that review this is how like this is where it's at now <laughs> so there's edit timestamps off to the side so I, i'm not gonna do that for every single burp i'm not doing that that's too much no that's too much but i do like whenever i'm like um i take like a quick little pause like i don't rush myself on the podcast like i usually do like on a youtube video um like on a youtube video i stop the camera whenever i take a pause or i'm working on another part of my makeup but usually on the podcast i just film i record a straight through i need to start saying record because that encompasses both video and audio and just recording in general well wait what was i saying earlier film i was was i saying film yeah i swear i'm already saying recording right um so yeah we're gonna be recording um previously on the last episode uh blunt talk with gabriel zamora sometimes i feel like calling it the gabriel zamora show because it's just all about gabriel (laughs) um and also i don't know you guys tell me okay i love the name blunt talk love it love it but on instagram okay this is like the hard part about blunt talk on Instagram, when I try to share it on my stories that I have a new podcast, because it says blunt, it already like encompasses it. It already categorizes it, I mean, as like marijuana. So even though it's the podcast, like I even have a separate Instagram for it. I tag it. I even like set up that Instagram profile as um, um, like a bit like a, like I guess like a business profile but basically saying like it's a podcast page um but still it like it reduces my views stupidly stupidly like on average 
like on a daily i'm like at around like fifty thousand views like give or take a couple like give or take twenty thousand, depending on if there was an event like last night's mac daddy event i'm like at a hundred thousand views on my stories um but if it's like a regular day it's like around like 50 like t- give or take 20 depending on like the busyness of the day um sometimes like certain days like it'll be like 30 because i'm like oh like nobody's fucking oh, sometimes i won't even post like i'll post like one thing and it'll be like 30 but sometimes if i have like a pretty good day like it'll be like between 50 60 sometimes 70 um but when i fucking post a blunt talk on my stories that shit is less than ten thousand. sometimes i'm like excuse me like it suppresses the shit out of my stories like oh my god i just i hate instagram i hate instagram okay i hate everything that like i hate their the way they run instagram right now and the annoying part is that i've worked with instagram i've had sponsorships with instagram remember my like cooking series on instagram like where it was like gabriel cooks that was sponsored by instagram because i did a partnership with instagram where they were basically just trying to push igtv and they're like, we just want you to create a series. Like, it was such a cool partnership because it was so easy. It was like, hey, we want you to create a series. We want it to be a minimum of eight episodes. Um, two, I think it was two a month. Yeah, I think it was only like two a month. Um, eight episodes and you can basically do whatever you want to. Just make sure it's like a minimum. I think of like, they had said like three minutes. So just make sure it's like a cute amount. Like, keep people invested. Like, create a cute little story i mean my videos were generally like eight sometimes 10 minutes but i was like this is so cool and they're like you know we want you to do whatever you want to we would kind of like that you didn't do makeup maybe you did something else just to diversify your profile but if you want to do makeup or skincare or fashion like you usually do you're totally like welcome to and i was like wow like y'all really gave me creative freedom so that's why i was like oh i cooked that one time on youtube um what if i create like a cooking series on instagram and that's what it made it um i've had like conversations at the instagram headquarters here in like near la and i've had conversations with them about like different features different things before that had come out and i'm like do y'all not give a fuck about creators like i feel like the the app okay because and i was i wanted to talk about this on the previous podcast but i never got around to it but and I wasn't even going to talk about it on this one, but I, I wanted to talk about like how Instagram has changed their rhetoric into saying like, oh, we're our top priority is creators and then video. Bitch, your priority has never been creators. Absolutely not. It is the, what is it called? Um, I feel like Instagram is Ursula, you know, like it's Ursula and they're very like, oh, like I'll give you what you want, but you have to, you have to give me your voice. Like you can't even sometimes bitch about Instagram, whatever. But like, I don't think their, their priority is creators. Like it's not. And I think, what was it? The CEO or some guy, he was kind of cute. I'm not going to lie. Um, he was talking about like, oh, like this is like where like Instagram's focusing on, like they're they're basically just coming for every app because they no longer hold the top spot of social media like think about it like it's a multi-billion dollar corporation that facebook is and they don't hold the top spot in social media it's tiktok like it's tiktok like sometimes i get on instagram but then i'm like oh god it's like I get it sometimes. It's like nothing but fucking ads and like highlight reels of people's amazing lives. And I feel even I, as an influencer who has like a pretty fun life in LA, I'm like, damn, am I not even doing anything? Like, what am I doing? Like, 
that's how Instagram makes me feel, bitch. So I can only imagine to people that aren't going to like these events and these things and like not having to feel like the phone. Like Instagram just gives me FOMO. Like it's FOMO. Like it really is. Like it's not even fun. Like they're they're pushing reels. But they push stupid content on real. Like, that's the annoying part, is that they're coming for TikTok so hard that they over they overproduce reels by giving people way too many views on things and making dumb shit go viral that I'm like, that wasn't even creative. The reason why shit goes viral on TikTok is because it's creative. Like, yeah, there's some motherfuckers that are, like, fucking weirdos that go viral. Like, there was this one guy that he was, like, cleaning his face well, he was, like, melting off his... Ma- I thought... I don't know. I first, I thought he was straight, but he was, like, wearing makeup because, like, his content... I don't know. I'm not going to assume someone's sexuality based off of their content or um, how they present themselves. But he started to take off his makeup with, like, butter. And I was like, what the fuck is this? I hadn't even said to Manny. I was like, what? Like, is this what we're supposed to fucking do to get, like, two million views on fucking TikTok? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Um, but it was, like, a sponsorship. It was, like, sometimes on TikTok, like... Because there's so many children, like, sometimes you just have to do, like, weird, weird shit. And people are like, what the fuck? It creates a conversation and it goes viral. So this guy was, like, taking off his makeup with, like, butter and then, like, fucking shampoo, washing his face. But it was, like, an ad for that stupid, like, energy drink that everybody fucking promotes, that bang thing. That fucking, like, no. Like, that's just, like, a glorified monster. Like, a glorified, like, um, what is it called? Red Bull, like they just like have money like they just have money so people keep taking the checks and i get it like i get it some of these girls like because in the makeup world like i get to be very picky as to what i pick as a sponsorship like i even kind of had to drop like one of my like sponsors because i'm like i don't like i don't know i just don't vibe with them and it's it was shein like i've done a couple things with shein but like i don't know like with my last sponsorship like they were just really messy on their end um and very unprofessional and i was like i don't know who the fuck y'all think y'all are talking to but you bitches came to me looking to hire me you don't you don't tell me what i can and cannot post okay so if there's any other sponsors out there that ever like i want to i want to sponsor gabriel zamora but you're gonna do what i tell you to do no bitch you came onto my page so i get to be very picky because in the makeup world we have rather high sponsorships that i don't have to take just any sponsorship you know what i mean um remember like i don't know if some of y'all remember this but like a while back maybe like two a little maybe two and a half years ago it was like this whole kenza cosmetics like situation where kenza cosmetics had emailed me and i was like who the fuck is kenza cosmetics so they email me they're like oh we we're doing this promo where people get free brushes they just got to pay for shipping and just it seemed like a scam but i was like "Mm, i don't know and then i saw like online that a couple like influencers had done it and i was like okay but it wasn't like predominant it wasn't like makeup influencers i was like okay like what is this so i ordered some brushes months like i think two months go by never got the brushes so I go and complain on my stories. Um, I'm like, yo, I got fucking scammed by Kenza Cosmetics. Those motherfuckers never sent anything. They never sent a confirmation email. I typed everything correctly. The only thing I had was a email from PayPal that said like, oh, this was charged by this account to your PayPal. You know, usually like I get emails, even if it like, because it's connected to like my, like, like Uber. So if I get an Uber, it tells me like, oh, like I get an email from Uber that says you spent this much money. And then I get an email from PayPal that says, hey, like your PayPal account was charged this much through Uber. So it had the Kenza one, but I was like, where the fuck are my brushes? So then I like try to email them. 
nothing. Never heard anything. The website was sketchy. It kept saying the same promo every single day. I was like, this shit is sketchy. Um, then at the same time, Tana Mojo and Gabby Hanna had posted sponsorships about Kenza Cosmetics. So I was saying it was a scam. So then they got dragged. And right now, Gabby Hanna's like, I don't even know what the fuck's going on with Gabby Hanna, to be quite honest. I, I don't know Gabby Hanna, to be quite honest. I think I met her once at, I think, Laura Lee's house for, I think, Nudie Patootie Party. And I think she was there because she had come with... <laughs> I think she had come with like Joey and Daniel, but I know they they just had a falling out. I don't know what's what's happening, but basically, Gabby Hannah's like going through it. I try to keep up with honestly. I do keep up with some of the drama online, um, like because there's some okay. I follow like Smoky Glow, love her. I feel like she really like she wraps up like what's going on. She gives a really good opinion. She rants. Oh, I know, bitch. I love a rant. Remember earlier, I was talking about Blend Talk and changing the name. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was talking about social media. I don't know where I'm at in this conversation, dude. Um, so, yeah, I like I like to keep up with the drama. I basically... Okay, 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 okay. Okay, I know where I'm at. Okay, I like to keep up with the drama. But at the time, I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I called out, like, something that could potentially, like, scam my followers. They... The, I think Gabby and Tana got dragged, but Tana never really addressed it. Gabby tried to address it. She got dragged even more. Because um, she tried to justify it. And it was like, oh, it was a bit of a scam, girl. Um, she even DM'd me. We had like a DM conversation. Um, and she was like, dude, like, what did I do wrong? And I'm like, girl, it's a scam. And she's like, but they sent me the brushes. And like, they were like good quality. And I was like, well, the brushes, like, like... Nobody knows what they look like. There's just random photos that you can find on AliExpress. Like, of course, they're going to fucking send it to you super fast and they're going to give you high quality products so that when you promote it, you don't see an issue with it. But when you're following, like, that's why I'm like, that's why I like to order shit under like a pseudo name so that nobody knows who I am. So that's why I did that. So that's why I'm able to like pass up on certain sponsorships and not be like, oh, like I need, I need money. I need that money because, you know, I haven't had a. So I'm very lucky, very blessed because of y'all as well. Thank you. Shout out to y'all for always like interacting with my sponsorships. Um, and that's why social, like, I'm able to like pass up on sponsorships. Social media. How did I get into sponsorships, dude? Basically, I don't know. Should I change the name Blunt Talk? Like, should I just call it the Gabriel Zamora podcast? Like, I don't know. Y'all tell me. Like, y'all tell me. Because I want, I don't, like, I don't want the name to constantly be an issue. Because, to me, the name was always a double entendre of, like, Blunt Talk, where it's a blunt conversation. Um, But, you know, we like to get a little high, everyone. (laughs) But, yeah, you know, I don't know. The Capers and More podcast? Should I just call it that? I don't know. You guys let me know. Go tell me on Instagram. Because, okay, if I get rid of... Because if I change the name, I would probably get rid of the 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 Instagram page. It's so hard to be, like, switching back and forth. Sometimes I'm like, I see some people who have, like, podcasts, and they just post the information on their main Instagram. Like, I follow, like, Lala Milan, and she has a podcast. I think it's called um, The Beauty Shop? Beauty Shop Talk? Or something like that. Something like Beauty Shop. No, no, no. The, the salon. Hair salon. Something hair salon, where it's, she basically, you know, she likes the conversation... In open conversations that happen at hair salons when you're getting your hair done. 
So that's what like her podcast is kind of themed after. So for me, I'm like, well, if it's called the Gabriel Zamora podcast, well, like it's just Gabriel Zamora. So like it still makes sense. Like it's still the same like content, but I would just like be a little more family friendly with my name. I don't know. You guys tell me. Um, but yeah, that's what was previously on. Wait, what? I don't even know where I'm fucking. <laughs> um last podcast was so fun you know i don't know where i'm at like i don't know how did we get to social media how did we do it the name okay i guess we're not in the body of i don't know you guys i'm i'm i am confusion america how is this arkansas <laughs> this one is guns <laughs> have you have you guys watched that video oh that's such an iconic mine um okay so let's get into the podcast you guys so, two little updates. Uh, my moving update. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with my new place. Obsessed. I still am unpacked and I'm still so fucking stressed about it. Um, I don't think I... Where did I say this? Maybe I only said it on my stories. But bitch, tell me what... Like, I've lived here now for two weeks. And for some reason, I have, like, the worst anxiety wondering why I'm not fully moved in. And, like, fully unpacked and fully decorated and fully everything and fully living in this space. I'm like, Gabriel, sometimes it takes a while. Like, some... I've had friends that are like, bitch, like, it took me two months before I got rid of all those fucking moving boxes. And I'm like, okay, like, let me not... Let me not freak out. I feel like I freak myself out sometimes like that. Like, I overstress myself out. And I think it's because, okay, so I have, okay, when you're working on yourself, this will be kind of like a little, little mental health aspect of it. Um, When you're working on yourself and you feel like um, you needed to fix things about you, you know, you're like, oh, I want to, I want to change this. I want to better this. I want to fix this. You always feel like you're in a way broken or in a way wrong or in a way like bad. And that's not good because you constantly feel like you're having to fix yourself. Um, And that's not fair to you because being whole and being you um, and being complete, I think that's, that's the thing. Like you finally feel like, okay, I'm complete. Like I'm not missing anything on me or I don't have to work on anything of myself. I can live. It's an in the moment type of thing. Um, It's like a, like, it's like a mental space you have to like put yourself in. I'm like, okay, I'm good. Um, but when you're working on yourself and you see progress and you're like, oh, I like that I did this and I like that I did that, you're constantly wanting to overwork yourself, overwork on yourself, and it can overstress you out. Um, it can just give you anxiety. And it's just like, that's one thing that I would definitely like um, let you guys know. Like, keep an eye out for that if you are working on yourself. Um, and if you have come into parts of like, oh, like I wanted to better myself. I wanted to grow myself. I wanted to fix some things about myself that it's not like an everyday fucking thing that you have to constantly be doing. Like, no, you have to fix this. You have to fix this. No, no, no. You have to fix. Sometimes it's like chill, like chill. You're just a fucking human. Like you're just a fucking human sometimes. And you don't have to like over like over like, what is it? Like over manage yourself, over critique yourself, especially if you are in the space of constantly being um, your biggest critic. Okay. So one thing that I did was 
Should I tell you guys this story? So I went to Tyler Williams's birthday party. Tyler Williams is Laura Lee's husband. And I've known them for so long. You guys have probably seen content on our thing. And he had like a thing in Malibu. And this was um, after Big Frida. You know what? Once we get to the Big Frida Facebook situation, I will tell you about this like situation that I had with my Uber driver. He was like this straight guy. And bitch, I just picked his brain apart. Let me see. Uber. I actually think it was a Lyft. Fuck Uber. It was a Lyft. <laughs> um okay so yeah moving has been amazing and honestly i love it like i've I've started to walk to some places i'm not i'm not the best at it but i have started to walk to some places and i think as i start to like really settle in like i'm gonna do like a challenge where i challenge myself to like go eat somewhere in downtown like multiple times a week or like a couple times a week so that i really like get to know the places and be like oh i like this place or i don't like this place oh i keep burping oh shout out to that fucking review who likes me burping here you go um but it's i don't know if it's burping i feel like it's like acid reflux or something i just um i had hella flautas today and then i passed the fuck out after it and then i woke up at like eight and i was like damn it so then i was like doing shit and then I took a protein shake um, because I, I like to drink a protein shake right before bed because your body doesn't break down um, food as much because there's not a whole lot of energy being used. So sometimes it kind of makes it into fat. So that's been like my secret to like growing, um, gaining weight, which by the way, I have been gaining hella weight. Like I was looking at this video from 2020, dude. Like, okay, look, this person DMs me, right? And they're like, yo, like your body, like it's everything. And this was from November 6th. I want, I mean, that makes sense more than July now. And it's this. This is now my third session at Dr. Herman with M-Sculpt. So I did M-Sculpt, right? Back in November. And this is like before brows, before teeth, before waking. And I am little. I think here I was like maybe 145 maybe 150 max um right now i'm at like yeah maybe like 145 here like i'm little little my shoulders look amazing though and like my stomach flat flat like flat um but i'm like oh my god i gained so much weight and i love it why was i talking about my weight gain I don't know. So I love living in downtown. If you guys haven't seen um, on my YouTube channel, I did an an empty apartment tour. As I continue to decorate, I will be showing you guys that journey. I mean, you guys will be seeing my place a lot on my social media. So that's always fun. So that's how I wanted to like show it like kind of empty um, so that that way you guys can see like, ooh, okay. Like you guys can also give me like ideas for decorating and stuff like that. But yeah, that's basically been my like moving update. Um, now my dating update oh god okay so remember that guy that i was telling you about yeah because some of you like dm me and you were like blah blah blah, like the issue with like okay let me see because okay the one thing i do like about having like a separate instagram for the podcast am i still logged into reblon shut the fuck up oh my god i'm still logged into reblon oops oops why am I still logged into Revlon? So I did a I did a Facebook live with Revlon. 
and let me log out of there. I feel sketchy. Um, I did a Facebook Live with Revlon last month, and it was pretty fun. But him, but him peeling on you, that's trash. Boy, boy. Oh, see, like somebody sent me a video. See, so I like that you guys can like send me things on the Blunt Talk Instagram. Why? Okay. Somebody said, why did it bother me? Someone corrected you like that. It was legit an honest mistake. Like, I get it, but I don't. Oh, oh my God. Yes, I definitely wanted to correct this. No, 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 girl. I get it. Um, I posted this on my Blunt Talk page, and it was basically me saying, um, whenever in the last episode, I referred to Demi as she, and that's totally my bad. I should have never done that um, because Demi Lovato has come out as non-binary conveniently after the Froyo situation, but that's not my, like, you know. Um, so I still like, whenever I was talking about the Froyo situation, as I was annoyed with her, I just kept saying she, 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 she. So then she came out as non-binary. So when I refer to her, I still refer to her in that kind of like annoyed Froyo situation. And it's hard for me to like, pro. it's hard. I'm not going to lie. Okay. As even a gay man in the LGBTQ community, and this may be like a bit of a hot take, it's hard to keep up with people's non-binary pronouns especially for me and then i just may be talking to um about myself and my own point of view but when someone is still very female presenting as to what i guess heteronormative ideology has like taught us and society has taught us like what is female what is male right it's still hard to kind of reprogram it so my bad that is a hundred percent my bad i should have known better um um when it came to Demi, because it's hard to refer to someone as they, them, when that it's very plural. And I took AP English and it's still something to get used to because that's tech. Like it's just, it's different. It's different. Um, So when I say they, that is plural, but it is also non-binary. Um, so that's why it's it's difficult to just be referring to one person as they, them. Especially like with Demi. I think with Demi's situation, it's very different because I grew up with Demi Lovato. Like, I remember her from Camp Rock. I remember that era of her. Like, And she's always, to me, been female. And now as a non-binary person who just came out as non-binary, um, it's hard to keep up with that. So I'm, I think I'm pretty sure because I will make sure, well, I will work at it. I can't say that I never will because fuck, like it's hard, dude, but I will honestly try my absolute hardest to always remember when I'm referencing someone non-binary to use they, them pronouns, or sometimes I just use their name. Like sometimes I just like to use people's names, you know, it's like Demi, like Demi. Okay. Um, yeah, because that shit is hard. So, like, if you guys catch yourself, like, fuck, like, fucking up, like, just apologize. Just apologize. Like, you don't have to be like, well, no, I'm not. Just apologize. Like, honestly, like, just apologize. It, because it is hard to remember, but it's also, you're doing it out of respect to those people um, that are asking for different pronouns than what society has 
deem them to be. Um, so I can't even imagine. I, I'm a man, and I like being a man, and I like being called he, him. And sometimes I, yeah, I'll like reference myself as she just because it's like um, gay rhetoric and gay terminology um, to just reference anybody as she. But I don't believe I'm a woman, so that's why it's like if I wanted to be non-binary, well, I mean, I'm, I'm, you can't just want to be non-binary. You have to be non-binary. But someone even like a Trisha, like somebody who's like so forwardly presenting as hyper, hyper female, um, it's hard for me to remember they, them. Like it really is. Like it really is. Um, but I'm working on it. Like somebody like... um sam smith when he does like i i think it's because for me i always thought that non-binary was very like androgynous like who's like an androgynous icon um somebody who's like non-binary who's like non-binary and androgynous Because there's some people, but, like, they don't go by non-binary. So I can't be like, oh, this person is non-binary. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I just, this is a, this is a sticky conversation. Um, but, yeah, I was on the Instagram thing. And you guys, like, messaged me on there. And it's pretty fun. Like, there was this girl. She was telling about this story about this guy. And I was like, oh, my God. It was, like, so many messages. But I fucking, like, oh, it was fascinating. Um... Could you do a little talkie about deep conversation starters? Oh, same. Sometimes y'all message me on there. I don't know. You guys tell me. Um, okay, so dating. <laughs> Are we still in the intro? <laughs> dating update. The guy. I'm still single. I'm still alone. Um, I'm not alone. I'm single, bitch. I will never be alone. Okay, I got hella family, hella friends, and I have baby. Like, I'm not alone. I need to stop saying that. Um, I am single and currently not entertaining anybody. Just, I just, I hung out with him twice. I I know, I kind of just stopped messaging him. And that's not always the best approach. But I hung out with him twice. Like, two times. Yeah, we kind of were in conversation for about three weeks. But, like, text messages to me are not a conversation. That's not a conversation. I text random bitches. And that's not a conversation i text management like and we'll be texting multiple times a day that does not mean we're having full-on conversations like a phone call like in per like i saw him twice and yes you can say like gabriel you still should have told him like you're not interested but like like we hung out twice i kind of just stopped messaging him he hasn't messaged me um i'm hoping that it's just like we move on and if that's the case See, I knew it wasn't, like, anything. Because if he, like, I think with that whole situation that I, like, thought about it more was, like, I want to feel wanted. I did not feel wanted in that whole situation. Like, yeah, we matched on Hinge, and we were, like, talking, and he wanted to hang out, and he kept saying as we were hanging out that he wanted to see me again. But, like, I didn't feel wanted. Like, wanted. Like, I, if I'm going to be going on a date with somebody... It's because I'm interested. Like, I'm interested in pursuing this. Like, I, I am interested in you. But if I don't feel wanted, like, yo, like, you, I want you. And then what the fuck? Like, the fuck? Like, the fuck? Like, I don't be going on dates with, like, multiple men a week. Like, no. I, like, I'm, 
I'm going on dates to potentially date an individual, okay? Like, really seriously, one-on-one, like, to get into a relationship. Not because, oh, I want, like, free meals, or, oh, I want attention, or, oh, I'm codependent, and I require attention and validation from a different individual to validate my life and existence. Like, no, I'm not that girl. Never have, never will. Like, I'm not that girl. Um, I think that's one of the privileges in being single, basically, <laughs> my entire life, um, is the fact that I don't require the attention of a man. So, in a way, sometimes I wonder if, like, that's also my, like, hindrance, um, that because I don't require attention from men, I'm very hard to date, or I'm easily dismissive of situations because I'm like, well, why am I going to waste my time at this when I, I would rather spend time by myself? Does that make sense? Like, there's some people that are like, oh, I just like, don't you want to go on dates and just hang out? Like, there's some people who date people for like three, four months and like multiple, like they're serial daters. And I'm like, that's not me. <laughs> like, that's not me. Like, I'll go on a date or two. Um, maybe the most I've talked to somebody in LA is like a month. But other than that, like, no, I'm not about it. So if I'm not about it, like, I'm not going to entertain it. Like, sorry, I'm not sorry. Like, that's probably why you're alone, Gabriel. That's probably why you're alone. I'm not alone. I'm just single. I mean, it would be fun to be in a relationship, but... Uh, I don't know. Even after all this work, even after all this work that I've had done, with how stunning, I mean... I do need to go out more. Maybe that's what the thing is. Like, I don't think people have seen my beauty as much, you know, out in public. Like, oh, bitch. Now with how pretty I am, like, people do stare at me a little bit more. People do, like, look at me a little bit more. Um, I think I'm going to get a nose job, you guys. <laughs> like, how did I lead to that? So, okay. Let me, let me, let, let me, stop. 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 I already hear you. Like, I fucking hear you. You don't need a nose trim, Gabriel. Your, your nose is perfect. Like, girl, stop. Stop. I'm not getting a nose job for a man. The reason why I want to get a nose job. Okay, and you tell me. Okay. I grew up being insecure about my nose because I, I've, I've always kind of had the same nose. I just, like, grew into my nose. Um, when I was younger, I just had a very prominent nose, and it was very oily, and I didn't have brows, and I was very skinny. Um, even looking at that video, bitch, my nose looks so much bigger, and I'm like, oh my god, why does my nose look so little now? I also got cheek filler, so that really helps with proportions, you know? But right now that I'm, like, thicker, like, everything just looks a little more, like, you know, smaller. Um... But the reason why I want a nose job is because I grew up very insecure about it. I'm not as insecure about it as it used to be. Um, I've even had, like, makeup by Ariel tell me I have, like, the male version of Rihanna's nose, which I think is a lie um, because I'm obsessed with Rihanna. And I've, <laughs> bitch, I know her nose, okay? And I know I don't have her nose. But he's like, you have, like, such a good nose. You have such a good nose. And I'm like, but I feel like it could be better. But I feel like it could be better. You know, and that's the part that eats at the back of my brain. I'm like, oh God, your nose could be so much better. Like, not saying that it's bad by any means, but it's like when you're able to purchase it, it's easier to get these things done. Um, I'm also not a lunatic, so it's some of you are like, stop, you're getting too much stuff done, bitch. I look this good because I know what I'm doing. <laughs> like, I know what I'm doing. Like, I have a good eye. Like, I have a really good eye. 
and oh, I have like the perfect doctors. Even with my brows. Some of y'all are like, damn, bitch, like you did that with your brow. Like you did. Thank you. Thank you. Even my teeth. Like picking the right dentist for that. Like that was a thing in and of itself. I was like, oh my God. Like I want to make sure that my teeth look bomb. And like I don't want to have fucked up teeth. I don't want to have big old chiclet. I don't want to look like I have fake teeth or like weird shaped teeth or like it looks like I went out of the country um, bars. And yeah, I, I kind of want to know shop only. Okay. Because I want to test the theory of being able to buy pretty privilege. Okay. I didn't grow up with pretty privilege. Okay. I grew up very like awkward looking and like very like not confident. So I worked on my personality growing up. That's why to this day, I'm like, um, like, I, my value is me, like my brain. Like what I bring to the table is my brain. My body is just the cherry on top. It's an added bonus on top of it. Um, because remember last time I told you guys with that guy, the, the guy that I was going on dates with, I require mental stimulation. Okay. Because that's what I'm bringing to the table. If I was just a body, um, and I'm not, I'm not trying to like read any people, but you know how like some people who like primarily focus on their bodies and are very like presenting of just their physical bodies of like, look, look, look at my body. Look at how I look, look at my body. Um, that's what they bring to the table. I get that. Some of them, not all of them, some of them, um, bring a little bit of brain, you know, not all of them, but some of them do. Um, and when you bring body to the equation, it seems to be a body type of physical stimulation. Um, for me, I'm bringing brain into the stimulation. So I require mental stimulation. Uh, yeah, I got body, bitch. Like, I look damn good. Um, absolutely. But I want to try buying pretty privilege and buying beauty because you can buy beauty. But in this world, beauty is still one of the highest commodities. It really is. And I've I've listened to like so many things about it. Like I even listened to on YouTube, Kimberly Nicole Foster um, for Harriet. She has this page and she's, she even says it. She's like, beauty is such a bad investment of a commodity because it goes away. And I'm like, very true, but not always, not always. When you look at someone as like somebody that ages beautifully, like, like a share, um, like a Chrissy Brinkley, like a um, Suzanne Summers, who else? Even like when someone ages really beautifully, and I know I'm gonna age beautifully, bitch. Like, let me just say the number I'm in. Um, I have a really good head of hair. You know, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that I can still keep it. Um, you never know. You know, you never know. Um, and I hope it goes white. And I would just be like so pretty. Like, you know what I mean? Like, with this tiny... Well, I don't know if it'll be that tiny. I just want it refined. I just want it refined. Um, and with my face. You know what I mean? And I know that... Oh, I know. I know. Some of you are like, you're crazy, Gabriel. But, like, beauty can get you things. Oh, you guys have to, like... Okay. You have to listen. You have to... Okay, on YouTube. Let me see. I, I think it was, like pretty privilege and it sucks it was something like that 
there we go. Okay. It's by O. Stefko. That's her YouTube channel. And the title of the video is called I Don't Have Pretty Privilege and That Sucks. Um, it has 500,000 views and then it's two months ago. It is one of the most honest conversations from somebody who's like, I don't have pretty privilege and this is how it affects me. It was such a good video the way it was conceptualized the way it was so honest i was like wow like this is such a good video it was so raw um i really like love her videos i even started to watch other videos it's like she just has such an open conversation and like i've been watching like different people trying to get like a different vibe for youtube and i love her video on that and i would go watch that and it's it's very true um pretty privilege is a commodity and it is something that can sounds fun but it can get you like very hard far ahead and if i can buy it why not buy it and i want to see if i can buy it i want to see if i can go from somebody who didn't grow up with beauty created a personality bought beauty and was able to weaponize not weaponize but like able to utilize that commodity of beauty to get me farther ahead to further create more spaces for my intellect like you know because it's one thing to grow up being stunningly beautiful and just getting all these things handed to you and then i see these bitches who like have no personality or didn't do anything with their beauty and their looks and i'm like really like you're that fucking stunning and really really oh i remember in high school bitch like there were some girls that there was this one girl i thought she was the most beautiful girl i had ever seen i was like wow you are so pretty no there was like two i think there was two of them um, and one of them, she got pregnant in high school. I think, I don't even know what the fuck happened to her. Um, and she was like a year above me that time. And I only knew her because of like a friend. Uh, yeah. And the other girl, she's happy. You know what I mean? And uh, I'm not, okay. That sounds bad because then you're like trying to deem someone's success not successful based off of your own but for me i'm like damn bitch if i had that like sometimes i'm like damn if i had green eyes bitch the shit i would have done because i'm hungry hungry for fame you know like not in like a i'm willing to do anything and everything like some other influencers are like I don't, I no longer want to be like a controversial influencer because I'm like, mm, like that just like, that's a formula that you have to like literally put all your morals and ethics aside and not give a fuck because you're going to do very questionable shit to create like outrage culture, to kind of create conversation constantly about you and when your formula of success on social media is outrage and drama. Um, look at the top people in the beauty space. Like, even Bretman said it. He, like, Bretman said in an interview. Oh, not in an interview. I think he said it on a TikTok. He was like, bitch, I'm not in beauty anymore because it, it's all problematic white people. Like, it really is. Like, if you look at the top, like, it was Jeffrey, Jacqueline, James. Um, yeah. And they're all problematic. And you have to, like, continue this problematic, like, behavior to keep up that kind of, like, weird success. Um, and I'm like, no. Like, I'm just, I'm Okay. You know what I mean? But I want to... There's something that I'm going to be doing, you guys. Okay? There's something. Okay. But yeah, I don't know. Should I buy Pretty Privilege? Is that a thing? Wouldn't that be fascinating? And I can I can tell you guys. Because even now... Um, because I know that, like, I have a privilege with the way that I talk. And how it can... Um, very, like... 
there's privileges to it because I know how to talk to people. People find me very comforting when I start talking to them like, oh, he's like so comforting. People are really nice to me, bitch. In high school, like I would get away with everything. Like some people like just like look past shit because I know how to talk that they're like oh like you're fine like he just seems so nice and so respectful and so edgy like you know what i mean like i get i get i get away with some shit so imagine like being like because it happens to me there's some people that are so attractive that you're like oh my god like you do things for them like you guys have to go listen to that video like i don't have pretty privilege and it sucks like oh my gosh she talks about how like her friends would just get all these things you know and how she wouldn't and i'm like damn like when you are like societally like thought of as attractive um you do get a lot more things think about it like to some of y'all okay think about like privileges that you do get from your looks and then to the other one think about like certain things that you're like realize like oh shit like if i was quote unquote societally like stunning I would have gotten this or I would have gotten that or I didn't get this. Like she even talks about how like she doesn't even really get ready because she knows she's not going to get attention. And that shit hurt my, like it hurt. I was like, damn, dude. So I don't know. I think I want to buy a pretty privilege. <laughs> so annoying. Um, you guys make sure that you are watching Drag Race, um, All Stars. It is everything. Oh my god, Trinity K. Bonet, Laganja Stranja, but it's everything. Um, I was talking to the girl that was cutting my hair recently. I found this new girl. I really like my haircut. I think I'm gonna try her again to see if I really love it. Um oh, I keep burping, I'm sorry. Um and it's good. It's bomb. I still don't know who I want to win. I still don't know. Like, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I still don't know. Um, so, yeah. I think I don't I don't think I've watched the latest episode either. That's why I don't want to talk about it right now. Um, but, yeah, make sure you watch Drag Race because I will be talking about it, like, sooner. Also, have you guys been keeping up with the Olympic stuff? Like, I've been keeping up with gymnastics. And I'm obsessed with gymnastics. Obsessed. Obsessed. I wish, okay, I kind of was in gymnastics for one year in high school, but I just didn't have, like, the financial privilege of being able to, like, go multiple times and having done this at an early age. I also did not understand the health um, behind it and understanding, like, now, even as me becoming more adulty and understanding my, like, diet and my food intake when you are very very active you require a lot a lot of food and a lot of fuel and i didn't understand that when i was younger i don't think my parents even understand that um when i was younger so i was always very skinny um even in gymnastics i couldn't put on weight because i was like oh my god i'm just so skinny like i'm so skinny i didn't understand that i had to intake more we also didn't have the privileges of just having a shit ton of fucking food in our house. I'm like, yeah, just eat whatever you want to. We just have so much food. Like, no, it was like a family of sex. Like, and my parents, like, weren't making, like, buku loads of money. Like, we were still low income. So I didn't understand it. And I was the oldest. So, you know, like, it was only two incomes coming into the household. And all four children were dependent on that as well so it's six people dependent on two income two sources of income so it was hard um so with like gymnastics like i for my children i will that will be one of their benefits of being able to do that but sometimes i want to like still do gymnastics even like now just to be able to like get like a round off backhand spring 
because I almost had it. I almost had it. And then it just became really expensive to be a cheerleader for my parents. And I just like, I made the executive decision. I'm like, I'm not going to try out next year because it's just, it's too expensive for my parents to just be paying for it. Um, so my junior year, I wasn't a cheerleader, but I still like had made all the friends. I would still go to the events. The cheer coaches still loved me. So they like allowed me to go to like, um, the games with them on the bus, um, because my parents couldn't really drive me there. So yeah, like it was pretty fun. So I don't know sometimes, but then sometimes I want to take like dance classes. I got, I feel like I'd rather take dance classes than Olympic, uh, than Olympic classes, than gymnastics classes. Like, I think I want to take like dance classes more. Um, but yeah, I've been keeping up, bitch. Simone Biles. Oh my God. She really is the goat. And she doesn't have like a, like she doesn't have like a gross cocky attitude. She has such a confident attitude. She's like, I am the greatest of all time. And she's always like, it's so inspiring. Like if you watch it, cause she's not competing with any bitch in the building. She's competing with herself and she pushes herself. And when she fucks up, she's disappointed in herself cause she knows she could do better. And I'm like, oh, like, this is so, like, I should be thinking, like, like, I love her mentality, her energy. She really is the greatest female gymnast of all time. Like, of all time. I think she has three moves named after her. She's going after an- another one, which is the, um, I think, what is it, like, a double pike Yuchenko or something like that. Um, amazing. Like, amazing. Like, just to be witnessing the greatest female gymnast of all time. Like, I'm ready for Tokyo. Like, I'm ready. I think it's going to be iconic. Um, I hope she sweeps it. I hope she fucking sweeps it all. And it's just nothing but gold. And it's iconic. And ugh, one of the things that has been very annoying about the Olympics is I feel like it's the Olympics overall. And there's still some racism really rooted in it. Because this, to me, is one of the few Olympics where... I feel like black women are really setting a precedent of excellence and showing that honestly, they're better. Like they're better at it. When you look at someone like a Simone Biles, nobody has ever been able to do what she does. And she's little, like she's little and she's still doing more. And when it comes to like her scoring, it's really fucking annoying because she does some intense moves that should have higher difficulty scores but because she's the only one that can do it the olympic committee doesn't want other girls to try to do it and hurt themselves so they lower her difficulty score can you imagine so she's basically being punished for being better than everybody isn't that fucking stupid like you're going to the fucking olympics to the olympics where you're supposed to be the best of the best and still you're penalized for being the best of the best. So when she says she's the GOAT, I'm like, hell motherfucking yeah, you're the GOAT. Hell motherfucking yeah, you're the GOAT, bitch. Because even while having your scores restricted, you're still better than every bitch in the building. Oh! Simone Biles, you are iconic, iconic. I'm so ready for her. Like, ready for her. And for her to have, like, come about, come out about, remember the that creepy coach that had like basically like sexually assaulted and molested like several gymnasts several i'm like oh my god like she was one of the victims and she came out and she talked about it and she's still like the greatest i'm like wow she even said it in an interview because i've been watching all like the 
the trials, the Olympic trials and the qualifications, and all that thing. And one of them was like, you know, like you came back after that. Like, what is it? And she's like, I knew that like I needed to come back because I'm one of the survivors. The lot. She's like, I think she says she's the only like survivor or victim of a homeboy that is still on the Olympic stuff. Um, so she was like, if I didn't come back, like, I don't know if they would have like done changes. So now that I'm here, they, they're forced to, like they have to. And she's like, and I want to make a difference for the up and coming girls, the new girls that are coming in and don't per se know. And she, I think probably behind the scenes, she's probably helping them so much and like helping them voice their concerns and voice their voice so that they are heard. So I think that's iconic. And then you look at someone like a Shikari, um, I can't remember her last name, but she's the one that runs super, super fast. And she has like the colorful hair, the big lashes and the long nails. I mean, she has some stupid shit in the past, not going to lie on Twitter, but nonetheless, like she's iconic. Like she is amazing, amazing. And like, she does it with ease. And the whole weed thing is so annoying, dude. The fact that she can't run just because of weed and it's supposed to be like a, like a banned substance. But I'm like, bitch, weed has never made me want to like be at an Olympic state of level. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I've worked out high on weed and um, no, like that's not, that's not what it gave me. Like, that's not what it gave me. Like, it it made me, like, feel the muscle tearing, and it made me feel something different. But I'm a little slower in working out if I'm going to be, like, hi, everyone. So, yeah, that was annoying. But, yeah, the Olympics, I feel like, are rooted in racism because... And then, like, there's so many, like, athletes, black athletes, I think, coming from Africa. Like, there's a few. I want to say there's a few because it's not just one. It's, like, a few. This is, this is now, like, the second time that it's happening where women are being banned from competing in the Olympics because they have a naturally higher level of testosterone in their body. And they're like, oh, that's a unfair advantage. And I'm like, so, what, like, that, wait, so if a man just put a bunch of estrogen in his body to the point where they it meets their qualifications, then he could technically compete as a woman. Like, there's... There's no, to me, real justification in saying that because a woman has a higher level of testosterone in her body, she cannot compete with other women because it's an unfair advantage. The fuck? Like, the Olympics is, like, these are the best of the best humans at these sports. Like, the fact that these women are just amazing at what they do and they have a slightly higher level of testosterone in their system. Like, okay. Like, so women can't have testosterone in their system. It has, who gets to deem how much testosterone a woman can have in her system to be considered a woman? Who's like, who's to deem like, that shit is annoying. So that's why I'm like, it seems to be really interesting that it's constantly black people being penalized for just being, the best of the best. Like, he- what? That that screams racism to me. It does. It does. 
Um, so that's the Olympics. I'm giving up. Make sure you give up too, because I'm going to be watching it. Okay. So let's get into the Facebook Big Frida Uber situation. So, um, the other day, um, I did this Facebook audio room. So you know how like Facebook wants to like own and monopolize social media? Um, so they basically are now coming for, what was that? What was that one thing? Not coming for, but you know how like everybody especially like Facebook and Instagram, they try to recreate other social platforms. I can't remember what the fuck the other one is. Something room. I always, I always mess this up. Rooms to go. (laughs) What is the name of it? It's not recently added. Social? Okay. Clubhouse. Okay, Clubhouse. I always fucking forget the name of Clubhouse. Um, so Clubhouse is an app and it's just audio format. Um, and it's a space I haven't even really played with it, if I'm being quite honest. I remember I just wanted to be in it and then I just never really like got into it. Um, but it's just audio format. And people go on there and they create rooms where you can talk about very very different things you can just create your own room and people can come in and they can listen sometimes it's very informative and educational like i've seen people talk about um on twitter they're like oh we're doing like this clubhouse room where we talk about social media marketing strategies influencer strategies both from the end of a brand um, wanting to work with influencers and up and coming brand wanting to promote their own brand or just other influencers giving influencer advice, all these different conversations. And there's like rooms where you can just talk about anything. Like let's talk about dating. Let's talk about like pick me's and like all these different, like, you know, like you can talk about very many different things. And Facebook is wanting to get into that but on their own platform. So they're creating like audio rooms where on Facebook you can go into it. It's kind of easy. It's kind of seamless. I like, I don't know. Like it's it's hard sometimes to be like, okay, like you can't do that because that other thing did it. But it's like, they're gonna, like they're gonna, like, you know? And when they make it so easy, I was like, damn, like, this shit is easy. And I was also, like, not into Clubhouse. Like, I wasn't into it, so I didn't mind doing it. And I got, like, personally requested because it was Big Frida. If you guys know Big Frida, Big Frida's an icon. Big Frida is a Louisiana icon. I think they are, and I just still don't know their pronouns, but I was only referring to Frida as Frida in the whole conversation. I don't think, I don't think we ever really brought up pronouns because it was me Ariel Diaz, also known as the Vanity Diary, and Big Frida. And we basically talked about the the, um, the progression of beauty, the... Um, not progression. Yeah, but the progression of beauty, but the evolution of beauty and how it the representation has changed from just women to men, non-binary, trans women, trans... Like, anybody in all shapes and sizes, shades, um, even people with that light, like... There's no restrictions as to what beauty is now. And we were talking all about that. And it was really cool. Like, I'm a big fan of Big Frida. So the fact that I got, like, personally requested, they're like, Big Frida wants you. She, I don't know if we can, I don't know. I don't know if they said she. They, I'm just going to use they. Because to me, Big Frida gives me very, like, sometimes non-binary energy. Because they play with the 
representation of masculine and feminine very well in a very non-binary way. Um, even me, like, I feel like I play more male. So that's why to me, it, like, it makes sense that, like, people always refer to me as he, him. Even when I'm wearing makeup, like, there's never really a question about it. But with Big Frida, like, they do the wigs and they do all these things to where, like, oh, my God, like, I can kind of see non-binary. But I don't remember their pronouns, so I'm just going to, like, say they, them. Um, but it was so cool. It was just, like, a fun conversation. Um, I'm a fan. Like, I'm just a fucking fan of Big Frida, okay? So I was just, like, living, like, oh, my bitch. Like, you've worked with Beyonce. Like, you've worked with, like, amazing people. Like, you have some of the best songs. I can never keep up with a Big Frida song. Like, just one song gets me out of breath, bitch. Out of fucking breath. So that Louisiana bounce sound and, like, oh, amazing. But that shit is tiring. It's very tiring. Um, But it was really cool. Like, it was fun. We talked a lot. And then... Was that all I was going to say about that? Yeah, whatever. Okay. So from there, I went to... What you call it? Um, I went to Malibu for Tyler's birthday. And then on the way there, I got an Uber, right? No, I got a Lyft. Lyft. I need to start saying Lyft because fuck Uber, right? They don't own the monopoly of um, ride-sharing businesses. So I got a lift and on the way there, me and the guy didn't talk too much, but he looked kind of cute. And I was like, mm-hmm. but I was like, just, you know, a little high everyone. And it was like, my edible was, you know, I was like, oh shit, okay. So I wasn't really talking that much, but I did like, um, we were listening to music. Like we weren't talking that much. So I get there. It was pretty far. And I, I was there for maybe like about an hour hour maybe hour and a half when i called my lift it was the same guy he had kind of stayed in the area so then we take the lift all the way back so imagine from malibu all the way to my home about an hour so then i'm like okay let me like have a conversation it's like an hour long drive let me like you know like i kind of like to pick lift uber drivers mine sometimes if it's a long ride so we were i was picking his brain and I was, it was such an interesting conversation because he's just a straight guy. But like, like my heart kind of like hurt for him a little because like some of the things he would say, I'm like, oh my God, you don't go to therapy. Like you don't talk to nobody. And like, you're like starting to really open up right now because you feel very comfortable. And that's like my superpower. Like I can make a bitch feel real comfortable and tell me anything. Um, because I like to have a conversation and I like to fucking pick shit out of street men's brain, right? So, yeah, that was a really interesting conversation. Like, I kind of, like, made him, like, be like, yo, you need to talk about your feelings more. You need to talk about your emotions more. Um, you need to go to therapy. I'm seeing a lot of, like, trauma and kind of, like, like red flag traumas. Um, and your emotions are valid because even me as a man, um, there's really no differentiation between me and you other than I'm attracted to men and you're attracted to women. At the end of the day, we're still men biologically. And if I like to talk about my feelings and my emotions, I'm pretty sure you do as well. Um, yeah, he was pretty fun. Not going to lie. Like the conversation was pretty fun. Like we talked about sex. We talked about dating. We talked about children. We talked about like, Honestly, you want to know the annoying part? I had more of a fun conversation with his bitch ass than the guy that I was going on dates with. Like, this guy was, like, so intrigued with me. He was fascinated with my brain. Like, every time I would say something, he was like, yes, oh my god, yes. Like, he he lived, lived for me. 
And I felt like he was leaving more for me than the other guy. And I'm like, this was a straight guy. And I'm like, oh my god. I mean, he also was probably like thinking I was some sort of some sort of fucking therapist. Like the way some of the shit he was that like I was coming for him. I'm not gonna lie. Like at one point, I was like, you're extreme. I was like, you're extremely self-deprecating. And he's like, what? And I'm like, you're you're your biggest critic, right? And he's like, yeah, kind of. I was like, no, no, you are. Um, and I know that you are because some of the things that you keep saying are kind of like red flags for me, like. From the very beginning of the conversation, you tell me um, that you're having issues with, like, your girl and figuring who you are. Um, You say that you have two kids from two different baby mamas and you've been broke and all these things. And I'm like, you shouldn't have to tell a stranger. Like, I don't being broke isn't something you should be telling strangers in the first conversation. Like, it's just not. It's not. Um, It's a very self-deprecating approach to a conversation because it seems to diminish who you are to try to create a vulnerability um to somebody and i don't know if it's because you want me to feel empathy for you if you want sympathy from people or if just because you really don't like think highly of yourself um because i like to always watch how i speak about myself when i say certain things i'm like no like even earlier i was like i'm not alone no (laughs) like you know like even with like sometimes saying like i'm lazy like i'm even changing that conversation i'm like i'm not lazy i'm very productive and i've realized that that it's made me more productive like i used to just say all the time i'm like oh i'm lazy i'm lazy because i had so many friends tell me like oh like you're lazy like you don't upload that much like you're lazy you don't upload that much and i'm like okay i guess i'm lazy like okay whatever like i'm still gonna upload whatever the fuck i want to upload whenever i want to upload it but i started to like create that conversation of oh gabriel's lazy because he doesn't do what other people do. And I was like, nah, fuck that. Fuck all of these fucking Adderall abusing ass bitches. Like, just because you bitches have, like, fucking 60 pills a fucking month of Adderall. And you take two a fucking day does not mean that I have to keep up with any of you fucking drug abusing bitches. Like, <laughs> let me, let me stop. Let me stop. Because, like, nah, like, nah. Some of these bitches go crazy on the Adderall crazy and i'm like no i'm not keeping up with you hoes fucking abusing that shit like that i do want to get on adderall though sometimes like just like a little bit because i do feel like i have tried it in the past and it made me so productive but some people are like it's kind of scary and i'm like i don't know did i just drag these bitches for using adderall no but i drag bitches who think that i should keep up to their level when they themselves are using performance performance enhancing drugs you know, you know, what was I talking about? <laughs> the Lyft driver, the Lyft driver. And I was like, yo, you're very self-deprecating. I was like, I don't know why you're saying that. Like, I don't know why you would tell me. And you're like, oh yeah. And then I was broke. Like, oh, like when you said it, it didn't add to the conversation. Like it didn't like justify anything. It just seemed like this like thing that you threw out. Um, so I need you to stop being so hard on yourself. Um, <laughs> Your feelings are valid, but you need to communicate that. And with his girlfriend, I can't remember what it was. Oh, I was like, at one point I was picking his brain and I was like, what is your love language? And he's like, I can't really remember. And I was like, have you ever talked about this with your girlfriend? He's like, yeah, but I feel bad because like she told me and I can't remember. And I feel like if I say anything, then like, you know, like she probably will get mad and blah, blah. And I'm like, why would she get mad? Like, how are you going to say it? Like, I'm like, okay, look, this is how you should say it. Because I love to like, I'm a fucking marketing genius. Okay. Like I know how to say things. And I was like, this is all you have to say. And it's like, 
you first of all you have to look up the love languages and study them because they're very they're not the end-all be-all of what love is and what it should be but it gives you a very clear direction and starting point to understanding yourself and your partner because the way you give love isn't always the way you want to receive love and your partner is also in that same way they they have two different languages in the way that they give and the way that they receive um so i would look into them there's only like five of them i think so look into that shit really try to study them for like a good couple minutes like it really doesn't take you more than like 10 15 minutes like really reading to them like be like okay like talk to yourself and then talk to your girl and be like hey babe so i wanted to talk to you about like love languages i know we talked about it before in the past and to be quite honest it was i wasn't paying that much attention and i kind of forgot but i recently really wanted to like understand a little bit more somebody brought it up so i wanted to like really understand it because i think it's important in when it to in communication with us i want to make sure that i'm understanding what kind of love i like to give and also receive so I want to make sure that I'm also giving you the love that you type, like to receive and understand the love that you're giving me. Um, and I want to talk about that more. And I'm like, if that bitch is still mad after you say that, that's not the bitch for you. That's not. That's not. We were even talking about, <laughs> we were even talking about like kids and all that stuff. And he was telling me like, he's like, damn, yeah, like having kids early, like really, he's like, it just like, it's, it's a trip. He's like, I, I wasn't ready for it, but like, it's something that you have to like, just man up and just do. And like, it's, it's a hard conversation to have because it's like, sometimes like, okay, like you kind of, how do you tell somebody like, oh, I'm not ready. And then when you do, they're like, but I'm still going to have it. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be another hot take and y'all can drag me that's totally fine I, I still will stand by this i don't understand when women keep a child knowing the father isn't going to be in the life it's still really weird to me um and i'm only saying this as a man because i also am not aware of the hormonal and biological attachment to a child so i can only say this as a man who will never bear children but it's weird to keep a child knowing the dad isn't going to be in it like being like telling him and he's like what like you know what i mean because i grew up with a stepdad and he is my dad he raised me but i always knew he was my stepdad and always knowing even as a child i had to like dissect this as an adult that i have weird abandonment issues um and my daddy issues are different um than some other people's because yes i do have the daddy issue where i do like a man to take care of me and i do seek older guidance because for so long because for me it wasn't like oh i didn't have a dad i did but for me the type of daddy issue i have is like i want somebody to protect me i want somebody to think of me now because my entire life I was like the adult. I was the parent. I was the one having to read these letters and translate them and tell my parents like, yo, why don't you have like your money managed? Like, why don't, why isn't there like a spreadsheet of all your bills? Like, why aren't we keeping up with these things? Like, why isn't there a structure to it? Like, why aren't we calling this? Why are we still dealing with this? Like, 
um, when there was like a foundation issue with our home, it's like, why aren't we calling professionals? Why are we like, I was always like the adult and the responsible one. So for my daddy issue, it's very like, I want someone to care for me in that way. Um, why am I making this about myself? So I have weird abandonment issues and I grew up with a dad and a mom and a family that loves me and I'm still a well-functioning individual and very happy and very well, but I still have issues from that. Um, So I don't know. It's it's a hard conversation to have and I think I want to have more conversation because I've met a lot of people, like a lot of people and a lot of women who just are like, well, I don't care if the dad's not in the life. Like I'll take care of the kid. Like, but like, why do you want to bring a child into this world where it's just you taking care of them? Like willingly. Like, I understand the conversation of inadequate sex ed education, where there's not a whole lot of conversation about protective measures to prevent these things or what it's like to accidentally get pregnant what are the next steps or like what are the conversations it's just like oh my god are you gonna keep it you know like there's a lot of people that like i don't know and me and him were talking about that he's like yes i don't understand that and it may that might be a male perspective and maybe that'll just be my perspective and that guy's perspective it might not be anybody else's perspective but for me i've never understood that i've never understood it and he like he was like damn like like that's why i think that's why he was living me because we agreed on a lot of things um even when it came to sex like i like i get it with him i was like yo you just have to understand that like women are more emotionally sexual while men are more hormonally sexual like i'm like i'm a guy okay and i'm very in touch with my emotions with my mind with my intellect and yes i like mental stimulation but i like physical stimulation and sometimes I just want to, like, you know, <laughs> sounds very inappropriate, but, like, sometimes I just want to come. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm just trying to get off. Like, I just want to get off. And sometimes it doesn't mean that it's with somebody that I, like, have feelings for. Sometimes it's just, like, yo, we both want to get off. Like, we're both humans. We're both men. And we both want to get off. Like, you know, it's not like, oh, we've known each other for, like, months. Sometimes it's, like, it's like, very strangery. Like, like, is it dangerous? Yes. Am I using protective measures? Absolutely. Um, But I get that perspective because I've had so many conversations with women that are like, sex is very emotional. Not all of them, but they're like, sex is very emotionally derived. And I'm like, wow. Like, I remember one friend told me this, and I don't want to say who it is because I don't know if it's like a bad take, but she was like, that's why sexual assault and rape is never pleasurable for women because we derive a lot of the time pleasure from sex from it being an emotional connection with somebody that we care for that when it's like a stranger there's there's no real like physical stimulation from penetration and i was like what and she's like yeah she's like that's why like if you're getting raped like that it's not even pleasurable at all like at all it's not like oh penetration is very pleasurable like grabbing a dick is like covered in like um sensory receptors or whatever so just even stroking a dick like you're gonna get pleasure from it um but penetration into a woman that's not pleasure like i was like wow i did not know that and i was telling him that i was like see these are conversations you need to be having 
But I understand that me as a gay man, I've been very fortunate in being able to just have these open conversations with women and knowing all these things, even though some of it, like, when am I, I going to use that shit? <laughs> you know what I mean, I'm, I'm never going to have sex with a woman. <laughs> I just know all these things about women and I'm like, okay, like, it's just lost information on me. But maybe that's, that's my journey to teach straight men things, you know? I don't know. Um, okay. Last thing that I wanted to talk about was last night. So last night I went to Angel Mac Daddy's birthday party. He did this Britney theme. It was kind of iconic. Not even going to lie. Oh, I keep burping. It was iconic. It was, I don't think I can say where it's at, but everybody was there. Like I saw so many friends. It was so fun. And it was so Britney themed. Angel is a fucking icon at performing, like an icon at performing. I did not know he was like, he was going to perform what he was going to perform. And it was everything, everything. So shout out to Mac Daddy. Shout out to Angel Marino. Happy birthday to him. Um, That was such an iconic birthday. An iconic birthday. I'm not even going to lie. And it was all Britney themed because in honor of Free Britney, you know, like everything that's going on with the icon, the princess of pop, Britney Spears, like that shit's intense, dude. Like I was even reading an article on Twitter. I don't know if it's still up, actually. No, it's not up. Um, How bitch has Jodie Montgomery, the lady who's like, I think like she's... She's in charge of her estate or her person. I think her person and her dad's in charge of her estate. Something like that. So basically after the whole like audio leaked of Britney Spears talking about all that, because that wasn't technically supposed to be out, um, that she's been getting death threats and all these things. And she's trying to justify getting an allowance from the conservatorship. So basically from Britney Spears. For over $50,000 a month, a month for 24-hour security. When I tell you these people are abusing the shit out of her. Like, white people are, white people are the worst. White people are the worst. They are. They are. This is a white game. Like, let's not act like, (laughs) like, it's people of color at the top doing these fucked up, like, conservative situations. Like, remember that movie on Netflix? Oh, I can't remember what it was called. Fuck, what is it called? It, w- it was talking about conservatorships, remember? And conservatorships, the issue, the reason why they're around is because it's meant for people who are just mentally impaired and cannot cr- make appropriate financial decisions for themselves. Um, so then the state either appoints somebody or some they... Yeah, usually the state appoints somebody. But, like, they show how it's, like, such a corrupt system that, like, you don't even have to really be there to have somebody appointed to you. That's the fucked up part. I can't remember the movie, but it's on Netflix. And it was a bomb. Aisa Gonzalez is on it. Aisa Gonzalez. And I can't remember that white woman. And, yeah, it's a white game. That is a white, white game. I'm not even going to lie. Like, I... I was never aware of what the fuck conservatorships were until the last couple of years. Literally until the last couple of years. Even the whole Britney thing, that's when I really understood what the fuck conservatorships were. Like, I never understood that. Like, none of my family, like, none of my family members, like, know what the fuck that is. So, yeah. Shout out to Britney. Free Britney. Like, that's a princess of pop, dude. Like, she gave herself to the world. it To entertain the world. 
And that's how they're treating her? Like, her own family, dude. Her own fucking family. Her own shitty-ass fucking sister who tried to justify going on her stories and saying, like, oh, um, I I don't gain anything. She's like, I don't care what Brittany does. If Brittany wants to move to the middle of nowhere and have so many babies or if she wants to go to Mars, like, that doesn't benefit me or... In, she's like, it doesn't affect me either negatively or positively. I'm like, girl, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. And nobody said Brittany want to go to Mars. Like, like it's so stupid sometimes. Like, when people are like, oh, I don't care if she want to go to Mars. Like, I'm going to support her. What? Nobody. Brittany's not asking to go to Mars. Brittany is just asking to have her own life. Her own life. And just being able to make her own decisions. I still personally believe that Sam Ascari is a user. Um, I personally, not personally know him. But I've, I've known of him for a very long time. I, when I first moved to L.A., he was dating this girl named Jessa Hinton. She's like gorgeous. She's like a model. And she well, she was like more so like sexy modeling because her body is phenomenal. Phenomenal, right? And she's older. And I remember they dated. And I was like, okay, this is an attractive guy. And he... What she told me like after they like broke up is she was like, dude, like he, like he didn't have anything. Like he... He didn't even have a place to live at. He was living out of his BMW. He was barely able to pay it. She's like, he was staying with me. Like, all these things. And I'm like, okay, so you like an older woman. I wonder if he has, like, mommy issues. But, like, the whole Britney thing, like, you know, maybe maybe I'm not there. You know, maybe I'm not there. Maybe he does really love her. But I know a user. And I can spot them. Oh, bitch, I can sniff them. I can sniff them. And... Hell yeah, he loves that he's dating Britney Spears and he's getting all this fucking clout from it. All this clout from it. What, like, what do you do? Like, what, like, like, what do you do? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yes, you're in fitness, but you're trying to become an actor and a model and a fitness person and an influencer. And like, like, (laughs) I'm not saying that he shouldn't be with Britney. I'm just saying like, I feel like Brittany could do better. She could. I just like, I just get major user vibes from him. And maybe he loves her. And maybe he does treat her right. But I get the same Kevin Federline. You're a user. You want an opportunity. But women do that shit all the time. Look at all these men in entertainment who got multiple babies mamas and they love it. Like, look at Nick Cannon. He has, like, I think, like, seven babies mamas or six and seven children because I think one of them was twins. You see somebody like Future. And that's, see, that's even saying, like, the, the same conversation earlier. I was like, I don't understand why these women want to have this child from a man that they know is not going to be in their life. Like, and... Yes, a household doesn't require a man and a woman. But it's going to be weird growing up knowing that, like, your dad was never around because he's, like, this, like, successful person. And, yeah, you got money here and there, but you never really have a relationship with him. Like, psychologically, there is abandonment issues there. There, There is going to be. And I don't get, like, these girls do it because why? Because it's a nice check. Let's not act like, oh, I'm going to be future's eighth baby mama and i'm gonna have a kid with him because i think he's gonna change and he's really gonna be like an amazing like he's really gonna be like he no as a celebrity your time is already limited okay and you got multiple children 
I don't care if you can financially support them and send them to college. That is too many. Too many. So maybe I do agree with Sam Ascari. I'm like, you know what? If women do this, why can't I? Well, because I don't feel like Britney's mentally there. That's why I'm like, I don't mind a man using a woman the way women use men. But with Britney, like, Britney has, like, mental health issues that i'm like oh dude like i just don't want you with a user dude i want her with somebody who's like i don't care for social media like i just like yeah i know who britney spears is like i don't live under a fucking rock but i'm not trying to be a social media personality um i just really connect with her and i really love her um and i only do like interviews or public things when it's with her because i'm i'm not like i don't care for this shit like if if he gave me that absolutely but like it's very like oh look me and Brittany, like we're just trying on filters and i'm like that shit's weird like that shit's weird like that shit's weird and I, I get it. You don't have to, like, talk about your relationship. She is Britney Spears because it would be weird if you're, like, constantly talking about it. But, like, oh, look at us, like, using a filter. Like, she just doesn't seem coherently there. And maybe she is. I don't know. I don't know. He just gives me, like, weird vibes. Weird vibes. But it was a fun party. <laughs> no, it was a fun party. We got to, like, I really, I really want her to, like, be well. Like, fame, fame is a trauma in and of itself. And I've heard in multiple things that, like, fame freezes you. Well, trauma freezes you at a certain age, especially when it happens, especially big trauma. So sometimes, like, the death of a family member, um, sometimes inappropriate situations within yourself um, when somebody may inappropriately do things to you. Um, but fame as well is a trauma. That's why you see like some celebrities who like could be 40, but they still act like they're 16 because they were like really famous as like a kid. Um, yeah, like I sometimes see that in like Britney and I'm like, fuck, dude, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I feel like she's almost like the world's responsibility because her family don't even give a fuck, you know? Like, we'll take care of you, girl. Like, yes, you're financially you, but like, we're going to make sure that you're good. Um and you're not being like taken advantage of but then you know like she was in those situations where like she was hiring management and she was having people around her who were like yes people because it's very easy in hollywood when you grew up in that world and you don't really understand how to like filter out through fake people um how to avoid users in that situation you know what i mean yeah well that's that's the song you guys that's the song that means that's the end of the episode um i had a really great episode today thank you guys so much for listening i had a really fun weekend a really fun week um next week's episode is gonna be an interview with somebody because i want to talk to somebody else okay i feel like i did two episodes now with just me and just you so expect an interview next time and yeah let me know if i should change the name to the gabriel zamora podcast or if i should still keep it blunt talk with gabriel zamora okay until next time Bye. if you like this episode make sure you leave a review on whichever platform you're choosing to listen to this podcast if you would like to follow me on my social platforms you can follow me on instagram youtube twitter snapchat tiktok at gabriel zamora and if you'd like to continue this conversation make sure you use the hashtag blunt talk on any social platform if you'd like to ask me a question or if you would like to tell me your opinion because let's be honest we all have opinions until next time bye everyone